Cahan is supported in part by Hilltop Broadband. Hilltop Broadband for residential and business wireless internet service. Servicing Salida and Poncha Springs in Chaffee County, as well as areas in Fremont County, Custer County, and more. To experience the Hilltop difference and request new customer information, email info at hilltop-broadband.com or call toll-free 877-783-2889. Cahan is supported in part by Little Red Hen Bakery, located at 302 G Street in downtown Salida. Little Red Hen specializes in hometown fresh-baked bread, bagels, and treats, all made with organic and local ingredients. A full menu, including the wood-fired oven schedule and daily specials, can be found on their Facebook page at Little Red Hen Salida. K-Hen and Little Red Hen, just two hometown chickens working to keep Salida, Salida. Welcome, friends, to the second part of our interview here with Randy Grauberger here at On the Rails with me, your host, Forrest Whitman, uh, both here at KHEN Live or uh, on iTunes or uh, as a podcast. So you can listen in, in three ways to hear as we talk with Randy Grauberger, the project director for the Southwest Chief and Front Range Passenger Rail Commission, a Colorado commission, which is... Uh, shifting uh, slightly because uh, he will no longer be that in that position. And we lament that fact because he's been pretty popular on this show. And we, I read him earlier a couple of kudos from listeners who called in just saying that they feel like he's, he's, he's the man when we're trying to find out where we're going to go with Front Range Rail and, and with the Southwest Chief as well. Um, but so, uh, so Randy, so how would you summarize the work? I know you can't summarize two years of work in just a few minutes, but of the last two years, what would you say in terms of the high points, at least for you? Wow, that's a, that's a tall that's order. That's a big one, uh, yeah. Forrest, we, uh, I, Spencer and I the other day pulled together a, a tabulation of all of the PowerPoint presentations we have given up and down the front range and, and across the country, actually, uh, related to this project. And there's something like 80 of them in, in, the, uh, in the two year period. Uh, obviously those were all done face to face. And, you know, we got a lot of uh, mileage on some state cars, you know, between uh, February of 2019 and in March of this past year when COVID hit. Since then, obviously we've been doing everything like we're doing it today, virtually over, over Zoom meetings or team meetings or those kinds of things. But we've really had an opportunity to get out and, and share, you know, different PowerPoint presentations with uh, stakeholders up and down the corridor, all the way from Trinidad up to Cheyenne, Wyoming. In fact, yesterday I had lunch with some folks in Cheyenne that uh, the representative from Cheyenne Chamber, Dale Steenbergen, is one of our non-voting members. So I went up and, and had lunch with him and, and a person with the Metropolitan Planning Organization in Cheyenne, um, and just shared with them kind of an update on, on what's going on with the commission. Uh, wanted to say goodbye to them too, you know, since I'm, my last day is going to be the 18th of, of February. But um, 
I think really getting out and, and sharing the, the, the highlights of the activities of the commission and its consultant over the last two years is, has probably been one of the highlights. Uh, I've really enjoyed getting to, to know the, the rail commissioners and became really good friends with many of them uh, on the commission, uh, created some great friendships with them and, and great friendships and relationships again up and down the, the corridor. Um, you know, since I'm a Colorado native, I always have, have uh, and worked at CDOT for, you know, 28 years and been in the consultant industry for 14 years before I uh, took this job two years ago. So I've had a lot of relationships, but they've really been enhanced and, and, and that's been probably the best part of the job. Plus, you know, my passion for this project. I've always just believed that uh, Colorado needs to have front range passenger rail and to have the opportunity to uh, get this job two years ago, I told the, the, the panel on the interview panel when I interviewed for the job in the first place, I said, this would be my dream job. Mm. And fortunately, they, they asked me to, to do this work for the last two years. And, and it's just been a privilege and an honor to work with them and, and have opportunities to talk to uh, people that are interested in this project, such as, as you two and, and all of your listeners. So. Uh, been a lot of highlights. I'm very excited about the future of the project with uh, uh, Joe Biden being known as Amtrak Joe. Uh, the Congress is certainly tilting toward favoring passenger rail and infrastructure improvements. Uh, so I think there's a lot of excitement. Uh, the state legislators excited about it. As you've probably seen, the uh, uh, governor is asking RTD to make sure that they finish Northwest Rail in the Denver metro area. That's the line that would go from Denver Union Station to Boulder and then on up to Longmont. And the Rail Commission has been having conversations with BNSF and Amtrak and RTD about partnerships, you know, for Front Range Rail to be a part of that project as well. So uh, a lot of excitement going on, a lot of momentum. Uh, I'm going to be stepping down now, but it's uh, I'm going to be the biggest fan of this project that there is from uh, from from afar. So. Uh, looking forward to uh, some new opportunities that I have coming up, probably going back to work part-time in the consultant business uh, a little bit, uh, spend some more time with our two little granddaughters and play a little more golf with my wife and, and just kind of relax a little bit. But it's been a great two years for us, and I sure enjoyed my conversations with you folks as well. Well, and you can always tune into this show, and we'll probably even have you back on for a little some spots something from time to time just to, as you as you watch it all unfold as we will i'm sure well, and be happy it, to unfold, do that. yeah unfold it will unfold it will and um, we, want to, we want to know how his golf game is doing oh good question and his, and his fans will want to know yeah <laughs> it has my golf game fun. my golf game has suffered a little bit over the last two years i've been working so hard on this project full-time so going back to a part-time consulting gig and and uh, getting a little more acquainted my, with my golf clubs, the the score should be coming down again. I'm looking forward to that. Let's hope so. You didn't give us any numbers. You noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I went from a nine handicap two years ago, and now I'm up to a 12. So I've got to get it back down in single digits. Yeah, single digits. Yes, indeed. Well, let's see. Golf. There's probably a lot of golf up in your part. You're sort of north of Fort Collins. No, yeah. No, I'm in Johnstown. 
All right. We're just southwest of Greeley and southeast of Loveland. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, there's a lot of good golf courses up here. Oh, yeah. That's exciting. I enjoy playing the golf course in Salida. My wife and I came down and played your course a couple of years ago. Really had a good time. Well, give us a call when you're down here. <laughs> we'll do it. Do it. Do it. Um, well, Ben, and back to Front Range Rail. Um, now, we some of the cities along the way have passed resolutions. We haven't heard much from Colorado Springs. Uh, what have you heard from the Springs about? Uh, yeah. Well, I've got some news from Colorado Springs. We were told just about a month ago that they have found the money to uh, initiate a, a plan to uh, identify a station location uh, in Colorado Springs. So they've identified the funding and we'll be hiring a consultant at some point in the near future to uh, do a station area plan for uh, not only this Amtrak through car service, but eventually the front range passenger rail. As everybody knows, there is no working you know, rail station in, in Colorado Springs right now. So uh, they have found the money to initiate that study. So we're really excited about that. That is because that's a huge, must be an, an immense market there. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Indeed. One thing I wanted to share with you for us, the uh, commission at its last meeting had an election of officers and we have a new chair and vice chair that I wanna let everybody know about today. Jim Subi is going to replace Jill Gabler now as the chair of the Rail Commission. Jim, as you know, is the president of Colorail and the Colorado uh, chapter of the Passenger Rail Association. And um, Jill was the uh, representative from the Pikes Peak Area Council of Governments. She's on the city council with uh, Colorado Springs. Uh, I've really enjoyed working with Jill over the past two years as chair. Vice chair, the new vice chair is going to be Sal Pace. Sal was the uh, chair of the commission years ago when it was just the uh, Southwest Chief Commission. And Sal is still on the commission and was elected vice chair. Uh, he's replacing Jacob Rieger. Jacob was the representative uh, from the Denver Regional Council of Governments and has served as vice chair for the last three years. And again, I really enjoyed working with Jacob as well. But I think the commission's in good hands now with, uh, with Jim Subi as chair and, and Sal Pace as vice chair. They both have a real passion for this project and they'll make sure that uh, the commission does what it can to uh, continue to move this project forward. Let's now, we should back up a little bit too. You were saying that Amtrak has an official uh, representative, uh, Rob Eaton. Uh, now, yes. now, um, does he report back to Washington? Does he, he's probably in line to Washington, D.C., we, we assume. Well, he lives in Seattle, but his title is, oh boy, something like um, head of the uh, government relations uh, operations for, for all of Amtrak. Uh, he replaced R Ray Lang. Ray was uh, his boss originally. Ray got a promotion and he's working now on the business side of Amtrak and isn't necessarily in governmental affairs like he used to be. So Rob Eaton has taken Ray Lang's place. And, and uh, I would encourage you to try to, Rob is a really busy guy, but he would probably be worth 
trying to get him on your radio show at some point for us. Uh-huh. And uh, his contact info, I'm sure, is is there at, at uh, the CDOT site. Yeah, you can email me and I'll, I'll send that to you. That's for sure. Super. Let's do that. Yeah, let's. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, if you'd send us all these uh, contacts, we'll we'll get on it. Or Rick White, our inveterate engineer for this show, why he'll probably be calling them up yeah. until we get them on there. <clears throat> Actually, Jim, something Jim in- Subi is your is the new chair of the commission. he I'm sure Jim would be happy to uh, take yeah. part in one of your upcoming shows as well. Yeah. I saw something in the paper yesterday for us uh, um, about a, there's a liaison from the, uh, the Utah outfit that's at, at, after this rail line. And I thought that she would be an interesting uh, interview for us. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's quite a local controversy. I don't know that. <coughs> well, I don't know how much it affects this, but that is a local controversy. You've got, People who, well, as we said, the, the grain farmers, particularly in eastern Colorado, want to get out from under the Union Pacific. They want to get their little line, the Colorado and Pacific, to somehow get out of the and head for the head for the West Coast and head up over, you know, up over Tennessee Pass. And um, but then we've got other groups that are very worried that they'll start shipping oil over Tennessee Pass from, from Utah, because as you well know, I mean, that's those, those oil shipments are controversial. And, and uh, when, 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 when they get a spill, they really get a spill. Yeah. Yeah. I know a, a lady that's working and actually Sarah Cassidy is her name. She was union Pacific's representative on the rail commission uh, for the first six months when I've been on the job. And then uh, UP had some layoffs and Sarah uh, was let go, but she continues to work for UP as their state lobbyist at the legislature. And she's also uh, working for one of these um, companies, rail companies that wants to operate on Tennessee Pass. So I can provide you her contact information as well. And Sarah Super. may be willing to come on uh, I'm on one of your future shows and just provide your listeners with an update and, and uh, the rail company that she's representing and provide their perspective. She'd be happy to do that. I'm sure she's very good. Sarah's a, a good friend of mine. Mm. Oh, thank you. Mm. See, we're getting, we've, we've got all of our future shows lined up right here, <laughs> but so I bet I, so I hope you're feeling good about your, your two years and, um, how far we've come here on, on really getting uh, passenger rail uh, back again. Yeah, it's like I said, it's been my dream job and it's just been a blast. I've worked with uh, some great people on the commission and all the stakeholders up and down the, uh, the corridor. Uh, got to know Spencer Dodge, you know, the guy that I hired and he's the commission liaison and, and Spencer and I have really just become really good friends as well. Uh, and I think the project is advanced. I feel very good about the position, you know, that we've we've moved it from just getting off the ground to a position where uh, all of the surveys that we do, the stakeholder engagement uh, continues to say, keep moving this project forward. 65% of the people in a, in a recent poll indicated that they, uh, you know, would 
um, raise their state sales tax. They would support a state sales tax increase along the Front Range Corridor uh, to support this kind of a project. And only, I think it was 27% opposed it. So I think we've been doing something right and getting the word out. And, and I think it just makes a lot of sense. The, the I-25 corridor isn't any fun for anybody to travel anymore. And uh, with 3 million additional people moving to the Colorado Front Range in the next 30 years, you know, it's not going to get any better. Uh, CDOT is doing a good job adding a lane uh, to I-25, both north and south of Denver, but one more lane probably isn't going to take care of 3 million uh, additional residents and visitors here in the next 30 years. So uh, I think it's a badly needed project. Uh, exciting right now on the federal government side with uh, the president that supports rail Congress uh, now being Democrat-leaning will, will certainly be more supportive than the Republican Senate was of the past uh, two years. So uh, real exciting opportunities. I, I think there's you know a, a light at the end of the tunnel, if you will. Yeah. If you will. That's all. Well, plus as we read the national news, it, it increasingly looks as though uh, uh, the new president, the, the new U.S. president, uh, is is going to move move rather quickly on some of these things, and uh, so that would be that would be really good. There was even talk that the that the uh, the uh, stimulus bill would include uh, would include Amtrak. I suppose that's a ways off before they get that that together. I mean, what they'll have to do the personal stimulus first, I suppose. Now, what rumors do you hear coming down on that? No, I think Amtrak feels good about the possibility of eventually getting some stimulus funding. Uh, and I think they're even looking at that as possibly being able to help them uh, spearhead the effort to go back to seven uh, days a week service as opposed to the three days that they, uh, they implemented uh, a few months back because of COVID. Yeah. And, and it, it is certainly true. I should call both of my senators and remind them, too, of, of some of the stories we hear on this show from people who uh, really, uh, really depend on, on Amtrak, people, particularly some small towns in northern New Mexico and eastern Colorado, and how, um, how important it is, is to them, quite aside from, from uh, any sort of tourist interest at all that 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 that's just they depend on it and and yep. uh, i think that's something both both our incoming senators well i think bennett's senator bennett's probably has been very positive about rail in, in the past yes he has, he has and, been a strong supporter of all of the grants that colorado has got on the southwest chief uh dj mitchell with bnsf has reported that uh the speeds on the chief are back up to 79 uh, on almost the entire route through Kansas and Colorado now. So that's very exciting. Mm, that is exciting. And it's amazing to me that they're doing 79, particularly um, as they head up through the old main line of the Santa Fe. You know, that those, those are some grades up there. Wow. For sure. For sure. And, and, um, and that's exciting. And uh, but but what you were saying a bit ago about the old main line of the, well, really it's the old main line of the Denver and Rio Grande Western, which uh, through Leadville and and up over Tennessee Pass, which 
then was taken over by the uh, Union Pacific. I think that's right. And then, yes. uh, and, and um, so that's how the Union Pacific even got those rails, how those rails survived, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's going to be really interesting to see what, what happens there. And this, we'll get, try to get this Sarah Cassidy, try to get her on the show too. It sounds like she's got her finger or, or, you know, sounds like she's deeply into that. Absolutely. That, that thing. And, and um, boy, wouldn't it be nice? The, the sort of founder of this show, who is now uh, in railroad heaven, uh, Ed Quillen, who have you ever read him in the Denver Post, quite a writer. Yep. Um, uh, he, he was always a big supporter of uh, Front Range Passenger Rail. And as he always said, things have gone downtown. Things have gone downtown <laughs> in, into the into these uh, areas, and the downtowns are the downtowns are coming back, and uh, downtown is where the depot used to be. That's where the train station was, and and he was had a big prediction that once Front Range Passenger Rail came back, we could go downtown, have our I don't know what our hot dog and our beer or whatever, <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and take off there, rather than getting in our car and driving out. Well, this do you have any final words? We'll get you on this show again in the future, I'm sure, but um, final words as uh, project director uh, for, the, for the commission. No, I would just say thank you again for having me over the, the several times I've been on over the last two years, Forrest. I've enjoyed... Uh, working with both you and Richard on this uh, on this radio show, and just continue uh, to encourage all of your supporters to uh, and listeners to continue to support the project. There's there's a lot of momentum and a lot of opportunity, and and uh, we're not too far away from uh, working with our federal partners and and finding some funding and and getting the required studies and NEPA work done and and. Uh, seeing front range passenger rail start to come to fruition here pretty soon. Well, and if we do, it'll, it'll be a remembrance or, or a monument to your work, Randy Grauberger. So we thank, thank you so much for giving really two years of your life to uh, passenger rail. Appreciate it. All right. We've got to wrap up for today. We've got to say thanks again for tuning into on the rails with me, your host, Forrest Whitman. We're going to toot toot off and say, hi ball. Hi ball. Hi ball. Hi ball. Hi ball. Hey, everybody. Cahen is sponsored in part by Soulcraft Brewing, Salida's hometown brewery offering a large selection of traditional and seasonal craft beers. Their spacious patio features cozy fire pit tables for outdoor warmth on chilly days. Fresh food is served daily at the Soul Shack food truck, featuring snacks like wings and pretzels, and full meals like sandwiches, burgers, and a delicious brunch on Sunday. Soulcraft is open daily for happy hour, lunch, and dinner.